You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're so glad that you continue to join us every week. I hope these messengers are a blessing to you. Um, I, I just get blessed when I get to share the Word of God with people. Uh, just thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to jump right into this today. If you've got your Bibles, uh, go ahead and grab them, and uh, and and you can uh, flip over if you would to uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty five. That's just one scripture. I've got several I want to get to, but Proverbs sixteen verse twenty five. I want to talk to you today about a message I just recently preached at the revivals we've been doing, and uh, the title of this message is "Don't Compromise the Message." Don't compromise the message. I want to read you the lyrics to a song. The title of the song is The Message of the Cross, and it's by the the Browder family. The song goes like this. The pulpit has lost power in churches of today. Seeking to appease the masses, leaders compromise the faith. They refuse to defend the truth by which we were saved. But there are sinners lost forever without God's atoning grace. They may scoff the cross, criticize the Christ, the Lamb of God who gave his life for all. They may trample on his cleansing blood, but it's still the power of God that saves the lost. For every tongue and generation, through the blood there is salvation, so we cannot afford to compromise the message of the cross. The message of salvation transcends all time and space. On that famous tree of Calvary, God's redemption was displayed. Though the world promotes a lie and boldly states their case, they never change the gospel. It's still the only way. The Savior willingly laid down His life as a sacrifice for me. So I will count the cost, pick up the cross for the one who made me free. For every tongue and generation, through the blood there is salvation. So we cannot afford to compromise the message of the cross. Father God, I pray that you'd be with me as I share this word today. Speak through me, Lord God, and let your will be accomplished. And Father, I pray for everyone that's listening to this podcast. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would say to them today that would ever transform their life and i give you praise for it in jesus name amen don't compromise the message the definition of the word compromise is one that accepts standards that are lower than is desirable let me say that again when we compromise we accept standards that are lower than it was desirable And in this case, those things that are less desirable than what God intended for us. Jesus did not give his life on the cross for the world to compromise. Jesus said that he came to give us life and life more abundant. But the world has chosen to compromise and live below the life that he died to give us. Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. People can justify their actions all day long, but their actions do not, if their actions don't line up with the Word of God, they will die lost and go to hell. You can attend church all your life, 
But if you never died to self, if you've never been washed in the blood, if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, all you have done is compromise the cross. Tracy Manning wrote a book entitled, Don't Pat Me to Hell. In this book, she discusses how people in the church that she went to were not not much different than the life that she came out of. In other words, she went to church looking for help and answers for the issues that she was dealing with. But what she found is people living the same way in the church as what they lived outside of the church. And all they would do is pat her on the back and tell her, that's okay, God understands. God does understand and Jesus does love you, but there has to be a way of uh, transition. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. She said all they wanted to do was pat her on the back and lead her straight to hell instead of give her truth and tell her she needed to change. Too many churches are more concerned with big crowds and pastors that are more concerned with making friends and being popular than preaching the truth. There are three types of people in the world. There are those that are looking at church, mocking the church, and saying, why do I need to be a Christian? Look at how they act. My life is okay the way it is, and they will die and go to hell. The second group of people are those that are in church, but are compromising the truth and living a lie. They play with drugs, alcohol, and sexual sin, and think because they go to church that they are good, but they too will die and go to hell. And then there are those that have chosen to leave the ways of this world, to be crucified with Christ, to flee from the standards of this life, and to live a righteous life pleasing to God, the life that God had intended for us, not one of compromise, but one of victory. Revelation 2.7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Lord spoke to seven churches in Asia Minor, churches of then, and they are the spirit of churches even in existence today. The Bible says to the angel of that church, this word is not uh, about a little fat baby with wings, but about a messenger, a spirit that is over this church. Churches today have spirits that are over these churches. To six of these churches, he told them, what they were doing good, but he also told them the things they were doing wrong and that they needed to repent. They needed to change or he would not be with them any longer. The only church that the Lord did not rebuke was the church at Smyrna because they did not compromise. And he promised to that church the crown of life. I don't know what church you go to. I don't know, I don't know what the title, the, the message is out on the, the sign, but I can tell you this. If you have not made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, if you have not changed from the, the wicked ways of this world, you are living in compromise and, and God will not be with you. But if you have made Jesus Christ Lord of your, your life, if you have died to your fleshly ways, then he promises us a crown of life. God is looking for churches that will stand up for righteousness and preach truth and will not compromise the message. James 4.17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Let me say that again. James 4.17 To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. We who know the truth and are required to share the truth, is it always comfortable? 
Does it always make us liked by others? No. They crucified Jesus for speaking the truth. It was not comfortable, nor was he liked. The apostles were martyred for preaching the truth. Was it comfortable? Were they liked? No. The modern church, today's church as a whole, has turned into a society of people that would rather be liked and watch people destroy themselves and go to hell than to tell the truth and see someone turn from their wicked ways, whether you're liked or not. Listen, I can tell you this. I want Jesus to love me more than I want the world to like me. I want to preach truth and I want to see people turn from their wicked ways more than I want to see people like me and be popular. I choose to be different and not mediocre. Mediocrity is compromise. The Lord did not die for us to compromise. The Bible says in Matthew 10 verse 16, He says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. We cannot afford to compromise. We must stand and declare His word and do our part to save souls from hell. Will it cost you something? Yes. But what we will gain is far better than what we will lose on this earth. I might lose some friends. I might not be the most popular guy. But listen, what I will gain in heaven for proclaiming the truth is far better than what I'll lose here on earth. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, he said, Beloved, I beg you, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against your soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they spoke evil against evildoers, that they may by your good works, work which they observe, glorifying God in the day of salvation. Let me say that again. I beg you, Abstain from fleshly lust, which war against your soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. In other words, what he's speaking to the church is this. You need to, you need to abstain from living to please the Gentiles, and you need to live to please the God. Please God because he's coming and there will be a day of visitation. And if the blood of Jesus isn't applied, if all you have done is compromise the gospel, you will not meet him in the air. Why are we not honest, church? Why do we not stand up for the truth? Why do we cower down and use religious terms like, oh, bless them. Oh, I'll pray for them. Lord, send someone to them. Listen, God is telling you, you bless them. God's telling you, pray for people. Actually pray. Don't just tell them you're going to pray for them. Pray for people. And just maybe, you're the one that God wants to send to them, not somebody else. Are we more afraid of the world than the Lord? The Bible says in Matthew 10, 28, Do not fear those who will kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Listen, don't worry about the, 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 the world, those that want to try to you know, threaten to kill your body. Worry about the one in whom holds your soul in the palm of his hand. I love the story of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. He did not fear man, but he preached the truth. He knew that they could only kill his body. But listen, he had a greater reverence for the things of the Lord, and he preached truth and did not compromise. 
Listen, I want to preach truth and not compromise. We need to stand up for what is right. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And as I read to you earlier, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that you may prove. It's not always comfortable, but God did not call us to be comfortable. And we sure were not called to compromise. We were called to prove what is good and acceptable. Jesus said in John 14, 5, If you love me, keep my commandments. God gave us two great commandments, church, that we need to follow. In Matthew 22, verse 36 through 39, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you love God, you will do what God has saved you to do. He has called you and he has equipped you. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 14, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us. He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Listen, he has called us to be holy and without blame. He has called you and he has equipped you to proclaim his gospel. He saved us to bless us. He saved us to be holy and set apart. He saved us because it is his will and his promise. He saved us to demonstrate his grace. He saved us to be his witness. And he saved us and sealed us with his Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 16 through 18 says, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. If you're born again, Jesus has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one that walks beside you, the one that lives in you. He dwells in you. His Spirit is with you. Don't compromise. You have been sealed with the promise. So the reality is this. If you love God, do what God's called you to do. And secondly, if you love others as you love yourself, you would not desire them to go to hell any more than you desire for yourself to go to hell. Nobody wants to go to hell. You don't want to go to hell. Hopefully you've made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Why would you not tell somebody else how they can become a child of God? 1 John 4, 9 says, In this love of God was manifest toward us that God has sent His Son, His only begotten Son, into the world that we might live through Him. Jesus does, not want, Jesus does not want people to suffer. We should not want them to suffer in sin either. Jesus does not want people to be sick. We should not want people to be, be sick. We hold the answer. His name is Jesus. The same Jesus that saves is the same Jesus that heals is the same Jesus that fills with his Holy Spirit. Jesus died to show his love for all mankind. You and I need to show our love for all. 
Not just those we like, not just those that look and act the way we want them to, but we need to show a greater love for all humanity. H.A. Ironside said, There is no such thing taught in the Word of God as predestination to eternal condemnation. If men are lost, they are lost because they do not come to Christ. Let me add this. People don't come to Christ because the church never invited them to. Ironside said there is no such thing as predestination of eternal condemnation. People are only lost because they haven't come to Christ and they have not come to Christ because we never invited them. Matthew 22 and 9 says, Therefore go into the highways and as many, as many as you find, invite them. As many as you find, as many as you run into in Walmart, at your job, in the factory, driving up and down the road, invite them to come. To the Christian, the church, love your neighbor as yourself and invite them to Jesus and don't compromise the message. To the lost, if you're not born again and you're listening to this, do not refuse this invitation. Don't walk away because the truth hurts. John chapter 5, verse 39 through 40 says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But if you're not willing to come to me, that you may have life. Listen, there is only life in Christ. You may think you have life, but this world is but a vapor. But in Jesus, we have the abundant life. In Jesus, we have the promise of eternal life. The truth may hurt, but compromise will kill you. Will you be one of those that Jesus lamented over on that day in Jerusalem? In Matthew 22, verse 37, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. I pray that you're willing. I pray that you would call upon the name of the Lord. God invites his people to be partakers of his kingdom in heaven. But many will miss this kingdom because they will compromise. They will be drawn away by the cares of this world. The only ones who are in Christ are those who see him for who he truly is. They will turn to him in faith. They will Walk away from the compromised life and they will live a life that is pleasing to God. If you refuse to do His will, it is evident that you have not embraced Him as Lord. And no matter what you say, you will not experience His fellowship. John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No matter how good you are, no matter what good deeds you've done, no matter what church you belong to, there's only one way, and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The song that I started with says, They may scoff the cross, they may criticize the Christ, the Lamb of God who gave His life for all. They may trample on His cleansing blood, but it's still the power of God that saves the lost. For every tongue and generation, through the blood, there is salvation. We cannot afford to compromise 
the message of the cross. The invitation has been given. Will you accept it? Father God, I thank you for the invitation to be a part of your kingdom, to help us to see that it is not about us or our good deeds that allow us to enter in, but only through your grace and being clothed by your righteousness. Let those that are born again be faithful servants that will go and invite others to this great wedding feast. For those that are not clothed, may today be the day of acceptance into your kingdom. May today be the day that they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before your visitation. I pray for the spirit of conviction to minister to each and every one. We all need to search ourselves and judge ourselves according to your truth. Lord, you are that truth. So friend, if you're listening today, if you're born again and you have no doubt, then are you inviting others? And if you're not born again, if you can't declare today that I know that I'd go to heaven, then friend, today pray and ask Jesus to come into your life and be Lord of your life. Let us preach truth. Let us receive truth. Let us walk in truth and not compromise the message of the cross. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry, or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.